Good afternoon. This is KUAF 91.3, a listener-supported service of the University of Arkansas. And this is Ozarks at Large for Tuesday, October 26th, 2021. I'm Kyle Kellams. On today's show, reaching out to help. Ozarks at Large's Daniel Carruth tells us two local nonprofits are working together to provide reliable transportation for people in need. A lot of people who are homeless use bicycles as their main mode of transportation. Between bikes and public transit, that's how everyone gets around. Uh, so it was really cool to get to partner with Pedal It Forward. Just, I, I told everyone as we moved in, like, hey, Pedal It Forward wants to like donate a bike for every cabin. And in about four minutes on our show, how United Way of Northwest Arkansas is connecting help to people across the state with Arkansas 211. Active cases of COVID-19 in Arkansas now below 5,000. Yesterday's count by the Arkansas Department of Health shows a reduction of 515 active cases, leaving just more than 4,900 active cases across the state. The most recent 24 hours of testing shows 161 new cases and 11 newly confirmed deaths. Hospitalizations from the virus did increase slightly for a second day in a row. Yesterday's increase, four patients. There are 395 people with COVID-19 in Arkansas hospitals today. The four largest cities in northwest Arkansas are experiencing a continued uptick in sales tax revenue. Talk Business and Politics reports Bentonville, Fayetteville, Rogers, and Springdale cumulatively collected just more than $8 million in sales tax revenue in the October report. That's up 19.5% compared with $6.7 million a year ago and just more than $6.9 million in the pre-COVID year of 2019. The report reflects 1% local sales tax of each of the city's collections that those cities then put into their city budgets. The nearly 20% gains were a record for the region for this month of reporting. Normal gains over the past decades have ranged between 5 and 8%. Meanwhile, Fort Smith's total sales tax revenue for the first three quarters of the year up 15.6% compared to the first three quarters of 2020. More details can be found at talkbusiness.net. The University of Arkansas Little Rock recently became one of three universities in the country awarded a grant to create a national cybersecurity teaching academy. The program will train high school computer science teachers to deliver cybersecurity curriculum to their students. UALR assistant professor Dr. Philip Huff says those students will be prepared to fill a rapidly growing demand. And one of the pathways in that computer science curriculum is cybersecurity. Uh, so there, and that was recently. The curriculum was changed, so it started this fall, um, and it's becoming very popular among um, Arkansas public schools. So I, I think the demand is uh, unique in Arkansas. The program began accepting applications from interested teachers last week. Huff says the majority of the seven hundred fifty thousand dollar grant will go toward funding scholarships for teachers whose training begins this summer. The Bozeman College of Public Health at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences will use a one-year grant of more than $156,000 to provide infectious disease pandemic preparedness training to 550 employers and workers across the state. The grant that comes from OSHA will allow the College of Public Health to provide up to six hours of infectious disease pandemic preparedness training to employers and workers in the general and construction industries, focusing on small businesses that may not have the resources to train and develop pandemic programs on their own. Cedarville Elementary School will receive $1,000 from the Arkansas Department of Agriculture 
for having the best overall school garden in the state. The Crawford County School was given the honor yesterday as part of the 2021 Arkansas-grown School Garden of the Year contest. Ozark Junior High in Franklin County won $500 for Best Community Collaboration School Garden. And people in Cedarville and Bentonville school districts can cast votes in school board elections beginning today, the first day of early voting, Election Day proper, one week from today, November 2nd. And the John Brown University soccer teams travel to Oklahoma Science and Arts this afternoon for a pair of matches. The women, with a record of 12-1 and and ranked 7th in the latest NAIA national poll, play at 3.30 this afternoon. The JBU men follow at 5.30. This is Ozarks at Large. Three simple numbers are connecting thousands of Arkansans every month to help. 211. The statewide service, operated by United Way of Northwest Arkansas, is free and confidential and can be used 24 hours a day. The line connects callers to essential health and human services. This month, Arkansas 211 announced new partnerships that will further expand their services. A grant of $97,000 is helping launch a statewide effort with the rideshare service Lyft for transportation to health appointments and other social needs. The University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences is promoting that feature through its eight regional locations. Another grant, this one for nearly $90,000, will allow for transportation to and from COVID-19 vaccine appointments. Last week, we invited Dallas Mudd, the executive director of Arkansas 211, and Jackie Hancock, the President and Chief Executive Officer of United Way of Northwest Arkansas, to the Carver Center for Public Radio to talk to us about 211 services, the ones that have been operating for nearly two years and those that have just started. Dallas Mudd says using the overall service is simple. You can dial 211 from any phone and you'll get connected with one of our community resource advisors and they can just walk you through with what you really need. Um, Some of the biggest demands that we have is Food insecurity, utility assistance, obviously right now rent and mortgage assistance is another big one. Um, But we see all kinds of needs, and some of the biggest needs that we have right now is transportation. So the transportation need in Arkansas is is coming to the forefront of of what we see of the need being. And transportation, that is, to get to an appointment or something like that? Exactly. You get to an appointment, a doctor's appointment, or, you know, I don't have a way to really go grocery shopping to a quality, you know, grocery store to get quality food. So I'm stuck with, you know, the local whatever's in my community and, you know, we're not eating the healthiest, you know, how, how do I get quality food? And um, so we're, we're proud of being able to help our Kansans through that. This has been operating for a few years now. It is. So we launched it statewide uh, March 19th of last year, and the success has been phenomenal. Um, success meaning that we are seeing an increase month over month of call volume and access into Arkansas211.org as well. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say this is a literal lifeline for people. Oh, it, by, by any means, it is a lifeline. Um, you know, we, we understand that um, people don't call 211 to say, you know, thank you and have, you know, I hope you're having a great day. Um, <laughs> they, they call 211 because they are in need and they don't know where to go. 
or, um, you know, they're just looking for somebody to listen to them. And one thing that we train our, our CRAs on is we understand that if you call 211 for you need help with groceries. So we're, we're, we train our, our employees to understand that if you are having problems with groceries, you're probably having problems with utilities. You're probably having problems with rent. So um, while we have them on the phone, we try to address those other issues. And, you know, it, it, it sounds like a quick call, but some of our calls go 15, 20 minutes while you're trying, you're trying to do your best to take care of somebody that you will never meet. You know, you're, you're there to help somebody else. What about um, Ride United Vaccine Access? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, we're really excited about that. So this was a grant that was given to us by the Palo Alto Group and United Way Worldwide. And it enables us to provide up to 3,200 rides to vaccination appointments to any Arkansans. There's no qualifications for it. If you call 211 and say, hey, I need a ride to a vaccination clinic, we're going to set that up for you. Um, all you have to do is call 211 and we'll go through the process with you. It is Lyft dependent, so it is only specifically designed for the Lyft um, car service. So, you know, out in the rural areas of Arkansas, we struggle a little bit. You know, there may be one Lyft driver for four counties. Um, so, but we, we're hoping that we can have a positive impact in the, in the population centers of Arkansas. And, you know, it just adds to it. There's no excuse not to get a vaccination now. I mean, we, we can have a vaccination come to you or, you know, through another channel, or we can get you to a vaccination site. What is it like for the people on the other end of the call? I mean, what does it sound like? Where does, where is that person? When we started, uh, before we moved to one, one, uh, we went statewide with it. Our call center was in California and, we were we were at, uh, it was at, at another United Way um, in California, and they were a large uh, United Way that handled a lot of two one one calls around the country. So after we after we launched two one one statewide, one of the things that we wanted to do uh, was eventually bring the call center back to Arkansas, and so we were able to do that um, with uh, help from the Walton family and some others. To, to, to be able to do that, to provide technology here um, and, and actually hire people in Arkansas answering the phones for other Arkansans. So we're really proud of that. We've, we've hired nine people to, to help us do that, and we're probably going to be hiring more uh, just because our call volume is, is uh, going through the roof. But to, to Dallas's point um, that, that he made earlier about, about people who are calling in you know, it's, it's, it's funny because um, we are hearing from people who have never asked for help for, before for anything. Mm. Um, they may have always been working, uh, you know, two jobs, but they were working. And so we have, uh, especially from our Alice population, which is um, asset limited, income constrained, but employed. Um, back when the pandemic started, you know, you had you – had, uh, two parents who were working, maybe both working two jobs, all of a sudden, neither one of them have a job. And so they're, they've been put into a position like, what do we do? We, we do not have a safety net. And so 211 has become that safety net for a lot of Arkansans. So, you know, people who are on the other end of the phone, uh, you know, another point Dallas made is that, you know, we, we kind of go through a progression of, of, of questions with them about, um, if they're if they're just calling in for um, utility assistance, well, there's like 
there's probably other things going on. So we try to get to the bottom of that and then develop a plan uh, that uh, helps them through this, plus providing them the resources that they need to, to be able to get this fixed. And um, and so a lot of that is you know is done through our two one one callers. Uh, I mentioned vaccine access. There's transportation access. There is. So we also have a smaller grant that um, we're going to be able to provide access through Lyft again um, to help people get to um, doctor's appointments or, you know, I got to go to the pharmacy and pick up my prescription and my husband has the car or my wife has the car, and but my child needs this. Um, so it's, again, Lyft dependent on, you know, in the available area. But we have that technology now or we have that ability. And, and it's like I said, it's really easy. You just call into 211 and, and you, you talk about, okay, I need X. You know, this is what I need. So we will either provide you with a Lyft token if you already have a Lyft account on your phone or we set that up for you and we can set it up to a week out. So mm-hmm. if you know, say, you have a doctor's appointment coming up um, next Thursday, you can call us up. We can set that up and the Lyft driver will be there to pick you up and take you to the doctor's appointment, and then we set it up for the return home. Um, so it's, it's just really exciting. It's just, you know, it's helping our Kansans get over that transportation barrier. Hopefully there soon will be a last mile, a third sort of uh, tenant to all of this, and yes. that would be helping deliver things that people need. Yes, it's our trident approach to transportation yeah. is what I've, I'm, I'm coining it. So that's the Ride United last mile delivery service, and that for that service we'll be partnering with DoorDash. So, and that is ridiculously exciting for Arkansas because it's going to cover anything, almost anything social determinants of health related, we're going to be able to deliver that to your house. So when you think social determinants of health, um, you know, think of food pantry, you know, well, I don't have transportation. My wife has a car. My husband has a car. Um, we are able to set up a DoorDash delivery, just like if you were getting on your phone mm. and bring me my pizza. So we can set it up to bring me my food from the food pantry. Or if you're a diabetic, we can get your medical supplies to you. Um, one of the things that we're going to partner with UAMS on is the diabetic hot meals, you know, um, specific meals for, for, for diabetics. We're going to be able to deliver those through the, the DoorDash partnership that we're having. Um, that will launch probably mid to late January of next year. So we're working out all the fine tuning of that. But you know, and I've talked about food. Um, it's also going to cover um, pet food for surface animals, hygiene kits. I was about to ask. You know, yeah. So a natural, a natural disaster, and we have hygiene kits that need to go out to the community. Um, we're we're going to contract that out through this program, and we're going to make sure that we get those out. Another good, um, awesome thing is um, infant and baby mom health. So you know, getting formula out there. You know, um, getting any kind of you know baby supplies or medical supplies. Um, for an infant and a young mother. Um, we're going to be able to take care of that through this program as well. Uh, we're working on, we've approached the state with, a, um, with an idea that <clears throat> we can help, um, again, going back to this, this Alice group or, or anybody, but we can help you find affordable, affordable and available child care mm. in real time by just uh, logging onto your phone, going onto your computer, laptop, whatever, um, and this, uh, our IT partner has, has done this in Texas very successfully, and the, the state has picked up on this and um, is basically paying for this. And so we're, we've, we've pitched this to, to you know, the, the powers that be at, uh, in Little Rock, and uh, they, they love the idea, so we're, we're trying to work, work that out. So through, 
through the commercial value of 211, 211 is actually going to be the front-facing piece of that. So anybody can can go to Arkansas 211 on their on their um, on their laptop or or dial 211 and be able to access this information once you know once it's loaded. So there's just there's so many opportunities for us um, with with 211, and we were just talking at lunch about. Uh, different things that we could be involved with, like poison control hotlines, and um, you know, there's other things out there that we're we're, we're talking to people about. So, um, at, at some point, it would not surprise me if um, if two one one was one of the biggest things that we we do in the office, um, because it is it, it has such a commercial value to the state. And it's such a service to the state, and lots of people are picking up on it now. And like like we've talked about, we've we've really not marketed it. Um, like like other new products that we might have, just because we're a little afraid of the you know of, of us not having the capacity. And so when we when we rolled out two one one, literally when the you know the when the shutdown happened, we were um, and I've told people this in the office all the time, but we were literally flying the plane while we're trying to build it. And um, that's that's exciting and it's fun but it's nerve-wracking and it's uh, and the responsibility and the responsibility you're taking these calls that yeah. yeah and so you know we we went from 250 calls a month to you know almost well we we went to 700 calls a month and then we had like a thousand calls a month and we we're like we don't have anybody answer these calls and so we really had to scramble around and and hire extra people and and do all of that so in, in a in a really weird way, we learned the hard way and we learned fast. So we feel like we've we've covered a lot of ground and got, gotten a lot of two one one dust uh, under our boots now. And so we're kind of ready to, you know, really think about bigger things and be able to to do that and roll them out appropriately. Jackie Hancock is the president and chief executive officer for United Way of Northwest Arkansas, and Dallas Mudd is the executive director for Arkansas 211. They visited us last week in the Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studio at KUAF. And while you can call 211 for help with services, there are other ways to connect as well. There is also a texting platform. You can text your zip code to 898-211 and receive access. And there is a website as well, arkansas211.org. Dallas Mudd says that website's monthly traffic is another 2,500 to 3,000 independent hits. You can find out more about support of the service at unitedwaynwa.org. And the 87th University of Arkansas United Way campaign is continuing. It began on the first day of October, and it will last through November 5th. According to campaign organizers, the U of A community has committed more than $58,000 to the effort as of yesterday. The goal is $100,000. You can learn more at unitedway.uark.edu. And just ahead, more nonprofit projects to help provide transportation to people in northwest Arkansas who are living without full-time housing. Ozarks at Large's Daniel Carruth reports on bicycles and new beginnings just ahead on today's Ozarks at Large. Ozarks at Large is underwritten, in part, by the Walton Family Charitable Support Foundation. KUAF is giving away tickets to the 74th Annual Eureka Springs Folk Festival, November 11th through the 14th. Performers include Gangsta Grass and The Creek Rocks, Todd Snyder, Arkansas, Sam Baker, and more. The winner will be announced Friday, November 5th, during the noon edition of Ozarks at Large. 
Registration and details available at KUAF.com. The American Red Cross of Missouri and Arkansas says despite their ongoing appeals to donors and the public, the American Red Cross emergency blood shortage is continuing. They say they have had thousands of donations but do need additional donors as we move into the busy holiday season. It is October 26th. Donors of all blood types, especially type O, are urged to make an appointment to give blood. You can learn more at redcrossblood.org. And the Arkansas Regional Organ Recovery Agency, or Aurora, is making a renewed call for people to become organ donors. We're going to hear more about organ donation next week on an episode of Ozarks at Large, including hearing from a heart transplant recipient living here. But we wanted to let you know that becoming an organ donor is even easier than just going to the DMV and having your license renewed. This morning, we talked with Michael Scott from Aurora for next week's story, and he told us about a couple of ways to become an organ donor. We have a, a uh, online registry at www.donatelifearkansas.org where people can go in and create their own account and register themselves and they can dictate which what they want to register and uh, kind of control their own account. And we also have our newest technology, which is called Swipe, which you will see in some of our in some of the libraries we've been installing across the state. It's a it's a technology where you just it's kiosk where you just swipe up, uh, walk up to it, use your driver's license, and you're registered in less than ten seconds. Michael Scott with the Arkansas Regional Organ Recovery Agency. More about organ donation on an edition of Ozarks at Large next week. It's easy to leave a message for KUAF and your community by using the Connect button on the KUAF app for iPhone. Current topics include Ask a Journalist, where you ask your questions about how journalism works. Giving Thanks lets you share what you're thankful for going into the holiday season or just share your story with KUAF listeners. Simply download the KUAF app for iPhone at the App Store. Click the Connect button at the bottom of the screen, set up your account, and leave your message. You can also call the Connect line at 479-575-6577. That's 575-6577. Connect with your community with the help of KUAF. This is Ozarks at Large. Two local nonprofits are working together to provide reliable transportation for people in need. Last week, Pedal It Forward donated bicycles to residents of the New Beginnings housing community for people experiencing homelessness. Ozarks at Large's Daniel Carruth brings us this report. It's a chilly October morning as volunteers with Pedal It Forward unload bicycles on the gravel lot in front of New Beginnings in Fayetteville. Here, I'll take that one. Yeah, you like that, huh? Yeah, it's, a, it's always a mix from Pedal It Forward. But, uh, on Thursday, the nonprofit, which refurbishes used bikes and donates them to those in need, distributed 20 bicycles to residents at the new housing community just south of Seven Hills Homeless Shelter on School Avenue. Kenny Williams, the director of Pedal It Forward, says one of his group's main goals is increasing access to reliable transportation for everyone in northwest Arkansas. Well, you know, New Beginnings happens to be located so close to our to our greenway system. Uh, the residents can u- actually use these bicycles to get to jobs, to get to to social engagements, to get exercise, uh, just to get out and enjoy the resource um, as they should. And so it's a great place to have a bicycle here at New Beginnings. 
And Williams says the bike donation program is part of an ongoing partnership with Pedal It Forward and New Beginnings. So we're, we're essentially filling their need at once today with 20 bikes, and then uh, Solomon will be able to submit bikes as needed uh, when new residents move in. Solomon Birchfield, who runs New Beginnings, agrees that transportation can be a major obstacle for people experiencing homelessness. And he says projects like this help to provide resources for people trying to move out of homelessness and also engage the community in the issue. A lot of people who are homeless use bicycles as their main mode of transportation. Between bikes and public transit, that's how everyone gets around. Uh, so it was really cool to get to partner with Pedal It Forward. Just, I, I told everyone as we moved in, like, hey, Pedal It Forward wants to like, donate a bike for every cabin, a bike for every person. And so there was enthusiasm from the beginning. Uh, and, yeah, I think that just helps us as a community, A, know that we all are working together. You know, to make this community work, we've got to have people that want to help provide meals, people that want to offer counseling, people that can step in and say, we've got bikes to help people get around more efficiently. So that's just cool to know we're all partnered up um, to support people who are transitioning out of homelessness. The Bridge community, which opened in September, serves people experiencing chronic homelessness. The site has 20 cabins with a bed, shelves, and air conditioning at roughly 140 square feet each. Tenants live rent-free on a temporary basis while they work with staff to find long-term housing. And every person here meets meets with our housing specialist each week so they can start identifying goals that they're working on. Maybe it's getting a photo ID, signing up for a cell phone, um, applying for housing programs, uh, kind of juggling work sometimes with people that are working um, and other goals that they have that will help them move out from here into more permanent housing. Robert, one of the new residents, says projects like this are rare in northwest Arkansas. Anybody can be homeless. Um, I wasn't raised to be homeless, you know, it was just life happens. Um, but New Beginnings is a good chance for people to, you know, to have an, a fresh start. And um, some of the other places, you know, I've been off and on homeless in uh, northwest Arkansas for about 12 years. And um, there's not many places that step forward and do anything like this. I mean, there's lots of places that feed, but you got a safe, warm place to be, and, you know, just, we don't have, we've never had anything like this in Northwest Arkansas, or I don't think many other places in the country. And he says even small things like providing a bike can make a significant impact on someone's livelihood. A lot of times, you know, I've had a few in the past, they get stolen pretty quick, um, or they break down, I haven't had one in a while. So it's going to help me quite a bit get around for food and stuff like that, uh, job hunting. Nearly 370 people are considered homeless in northwest Arkansas, according to a 2020 report from the Northwest Arkansas Continuum of Care. And Birchfield says the COVID-19 pandemic exacerbated that problem. Well, homelessness is at crisis levels here in northwest Arkansas and nationally. In August of 2020, the city of Fayetteville partnered with Seven Hills Homeless Shelter to manage a safe camp on land between Huntsville Road and 15th Street to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. With money from the Federal CARES Act, the camp provided people experiencing homelessness basic services like food, showers, sanitation kits, and other supplies without them having to move around the city. Operations shut down in mid-October, and nine people from that camp are now at New Beginnings. 
and Birchfield, who helped manage the camp before becoming the director of the housing community, says his organization will help the city move beyond just emergency response to homelessness. I think that what we're doing here is a really good first step. We're trying to provide a place that folks can move out from camps and streets and vehicles into a place that's safe and that's truly supportive and empowering and focused on what's next, on what their more permanent home looks like. I think in the community, it's time to really be focused on solution thinking, not just how do we mitigate the pain and suffering of folks who are having to go through homelessness, but how do we, as a community, come up with real solutions so that people have affordable housing with needed supports uh, as necessary. And after one month of being open, Birchfield says he's already seen the benefit that transitional housing can provide. It's been better than I even hoped for. Um, The residents who moved in have really just taken responsibility and ownership of the community. They've organized, you know, staffing the front desk and three different cleaning teams and and having a a weekly meeting where they discuss what kind of rules and guidelines um, for the community. So I just love seeing people kind of be able to move off the streets, out of the woods, into a place that they can feel safe and start to, you know, share space together and get the support that they need. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Daniel Carruth. We got more. We got some locks. We got some lights. I like that purple, too. That's cute. Yeah, that's my favorite And Daniel Carruth's stories are produced inside the Karen Taha News Studio at KUAF. And every weekday morning at 530 and 730, you can hear Daniel deliver more news from our state and region. He has morning newscasts at 530 and 730 inside Morning Edition. And by the way, it's not just news and information on KUAF and the rest of the KUAF stations. We have KUAF2, which is our 24-hour-a-day classical music station. It's a digital station. It's available for free. You can listen on your HD radio at home or in your car. You can also ask your smart speaker to please play KUAF2. And you can also go to KUAF.com. And you can also stream KUAF2 through our updated free app available for iPhone and iPad. Then there's KUAF3, which is mostly jazz around the clock, though on the weekend we offer encore broadcasts of our locally produced music programs like Shades of Jazz, Generic Blues Show, The Pick and Post with Mike Shirky, the KUAF Vinyl Hour. Those programs, encore broadcasts, on Saturdays and Sundays, midday, on KUAF3. KUAF3 also available at KUAF.com, through the KUAF app, or by asking your smart speaker to please play KUAF3. An increase in consumer spending during the pandemic is partly to blame for the nation's supply chain bottleneck. Since they weren't going on vacation and going to restaurants and buying services, they started buying uh, furniture and bicycles and home improvement goods. More of what that means for the Port of Houston this afternoon on All Things Considered from NPR News. All Things Considered, today from 3 to 6 on KUAF and always available at KUAF.com. And available on today's Ozarks at Large just ahead, our militant grammarian has some fun and games with words and language relating to Halloween. That's just ahead 
on this edition of our show. The Fine Arts Center Gallery in the School of Art in the Fulbright College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Arkansas is presenting Life Still, an exhibition featuring eight multimedia artists with diverse backgrounds. Life Still is open now, and it will be on display through December 3rd. Public is invited to attend the opening reception, which is this Thursday evening from 5 to 7. The reception and the exhibition are free and open to the public. The exhibition highlights narratives associated with slow-looking, solitude, and the influence of self-isolation during a global pandemic, something we can all relate to. The selected artists come from backgrounds and different backgrounds and underscore a collection of perspectives, giving voice to aspects of life that typically occur in private. One of the artists whose work is included in Life Still is Josephine Halverson. She will be the featured speaker in the School of Art lecture series and will share her work with the school and community virtually also Thursday. That is at 5.30 p.m. Gallery hours are Monday to Friday, 9 in the morning till 1.30 in the afternoon, then 3.30 to 5 each weekday afternoon. It's the Community Spotlight on KUAF. I'm Pete Hartman. Today we're joined in studio with Michelle Rathgaber, Educational Outreach Coordinator with the Arkansas Archaeological Survey, University of Arkansas System. Michelle, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I'm glad to be here. Our listeners may not be so familiar with you, but I think they're familiar with uh, who used to be in this position, Mel Zabecki. Mel has moved on to something else within archaeology still. Uh, But uh, you've moved in, and it gives a good opportunity. Remind us what Mel used to do, what you do now. Yes, I'm the Educational Outreach Coordinator, and that means I just do all kinds of outreach. So I run all of our um, social media websites. We have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have an Instagram account. But more importantly, I also do outreach to schools. So I'm going to middle school next week to work with some students. Um, We can do programs via Zoom. We can do programs in person now. Um, If you are interested in archaeology and bringing it to your students, we can do from all the way from kindergarten up to high school. I've worked with some college students. We did Archaeolympics last week. So we're really trying to get as much outreach as we can to students and adults and anyone who's interested in archaeology. Uh, just to remind listeners, Arkansas does have such a rich uh, yes. archaeology history and past, and it's still being found. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the, the archaeological survey has been in existence since 1968, I believe, maybe 67. Um, and we've been doing archaeology all over the state in all time periods from the Paleo-Indian, Archaic, um, up into the Mississippian, and even historic archaeology. We have people across the state who do that as well. But importantly, there's also still living descendants of all of those people whose ancestors built all the archaeological sites that are in Arkansas. Um, And most of them are now in Oklahoma on reservations there, but they still have friends and family and other people that live in Arkansas as well who are Native Americans and are descendants of the archaeological people from Arkansas. And that's actually what we're talking about, because uh, y'all, along with the Society, uh, are hosting a a speaker series through November. November is Native American Heritage Month. Yeah, we're really excited. We've been working with the University of Arkansas Museum and also the Multicultural Center on campus to bring together some um, tribal representatives from different tribes who have um, ancestry in Arkansas. And so on November 1st, we're having Sarah O'Donnell from the Osage Nation presenting Osage Nation, A Brief History. And then on November 8th, we're having um, Choctaw representatives Ryan Spring and Deanna Bird, and they're going to present the last Choctaw removal of 1903. And then on November 17th, we're having Everett Bandy, who's a Quapaw representative, and he is presenting a Quapaw perspective on historic preservation, Section 106, and working with archaeologists. 
how Native Americans feel about the collection of artifacts, right? Yes, and so most of our speakers are with the Tribal Historic Preservation um, offices of their nations. Um, and Everett Bandy in particular is the tribal historic preservation officer of the Quapaw Nation. And so he's going to talk about, yeah, his perspective on working with archaeologists and preserving sites and um, how how sometimes it has worked in the past, how sometimes there have been issues with it, um, and how they've resolved those issues. He's got a particular site in eastern Arkansas that he's going to talk a little bit about that started as a problem and ended up as a, a Good project in the end. Are these going to be in person? No, these are all okay. on Zoom, and okay. you can find our registration links to each individual talk on all of our social media channels, as well as on our website and the Society's website. Uh, Michelle Rathgaber, uh, the new Educational Outreach Coordinator with the Arkansas Archaeological Survey, University of Arkansas System. Again, uh, that uh, speaker series coming up throughout November. You can find more at our website, or you can go to the website Archaeology. Dot uark dot edu. Michelle, thanks for uh, coming up. Very nice meeting you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. The Community Spotlight and KUAF Local Matters. This is Ozarks at Large here to help me get us all spookified <laughs> for Halloween time is our militant grammarian, Catherine Sherald. Welcome back. Thanks. Are you planning to go any, to any Halloween parties? I am. I am. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I'm actually going to a casino, but... <laughs> it's always a Halloween party. Right. There's always great costumes uh, at a there casino. There are, actually. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if you'll be playing any games there, but um, to make up for that, we'll, let's, let's play some Halloween games. I love it. We'll start out with some Halloween trivia questions. Okay. Then we'll devolve into some silly stuff. <laughs> As we are wont to do. Yes. By what name is a witch's pet cat or toad known? Oh, I don't think I know this. I bet you do when you hear it. You mean it. like a, per, a, a proper name? Uh, like a, a, a collective name. Like if a witch had seven cats, a coven. No. No, that's a witch. Yeah, yeah that's witches. It, it's like, um, yeah, I can't, I, okay. it, it's a familiar. You've oh. heard that. I've heard that, but I don't think I really knew I, that. I would never have come yeah. up with that, but I think okay. I have heard it related to witches. From which words did bonfire originate? It's something about burning bones? Yeah, or, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a large open-air fire on which bones were burnt, yep. either as a ceremony like a funeral or for burning heretics or banned books. You're going to kick yourself if you don't get this one. Uh-oh. What's the color order of a piece of candy corn from the base to the point? Oh, that's <laughs> such a great question. Bottom is black. Uh, well, some are, okay. but traditional candy corn. Okay, so then the top is black. There's no black in a traditional one. <laughs> All right, orange in the middle. Uh, yes. Okay. And what on top? Yellow. Yellow's on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So it goes yellow, orange, green? White. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, start kicking yourself. That's a bar bet <laughs> waiting to happen right there. It is. Yeah. And, the, uh, and it's interesting you said black because I, even though I know they're like M&Ms, they all taste the same. Mm -hmm. You just think, I want the green ones. You right. Know? Um, I, I, I always pick out the ones with the black bottom instead hmm. of the... the um, 
what is the it? yellow? Yeah, white. No, white. No, 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 no. White's at the top. Yellow. Yellow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Candy corn was invented by a Philadelphia candy maker in the 1880s. It was originally called buttercream candies or chicken feed. Yeah. Because corn was common, corn, real oh, corn, was commonly right. used as food for livestock. Ad men changed the name after World War II to better market the candy. And it worked. Yep. Did, boy, did it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Kyle, you've shown your Halloween savvy. Now let's get silly. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about some Halloween puns? Mm. Let's go. I'll give you a clue to a well-known saying, and you guess what it is, then change it to make a pun. For instance, if I ask you what toast people sometimes give at Christmas time, you would say, eat, drink, and... Be merry. Right. Now substitute merry... For a word that makes it a Halloween toast. Eat, drink, and be scary. Yeah. I like it. Okay. A few decades ago, Bonnie Raitt had a hit song in which a woman prodded a man to encourage some gossip. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Um, Let's give them... Something to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Substitute a Halloween word. As opposed to let's give them something to talk about, let's give them something to... No, wrong word. Let's give... Them? I don't know. Something. Something's the word I'm trying mm-hmm. to... Let's give them... Halloween. A Halloween word that rhymes with or could be in a... I, I don't know. Spice. Nutmeg. That doesn't make <laughs> no, any sense. Oh, no. This time of year, spice. Pumpkin. Let's yeah. give them something <laughs> to pumpkin about. Let's give them oh, pumpkin. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Let's give them pumpkin to <laughs> okay. talk about. Okay, yes. <laughs> If you were with a bunch of adults who loved margaritas, what might you say to the person answering the door on Halloween when you knocked? Trick or trick trick or tequila. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Trick or tequila. I had to get there. I had to get there, yes. (laughs) This one has two puns in it. Mm -hmm. Imagine Marilyn Monroe singing a Halloween version of her standard about jewels that women adore. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. That's it. Well, girl's going to go to ghoul. Right. So diamonds, but diamonds are a ghoul's best friend. Uh huh. But instead of diamonds, demons are yes. a ghoul's best friend. Demons yes. are a ghoul's best friend. If Bob Hope had been a vampire, how might he have begun his famous theme song? Fangs for the memories. <laughs> oh God! Yes, you got it. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) finally, Kyle, (laughs) getting off the puns. Um, Remember last week when I talked about playing Hink Pinks with my granddaughter? Yes. It's a game of clues where the answer is two words that rhyme. Yeah. So here are some Halloween-themed Hink Pinks. Okay. And I'll warn you, some of them are hard. Okay. The website didn't give the answers, and I had to cheat with Rhyme Zone on some of them. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll start with hink pinks. Each word is one syllable. A spirit's brag. Ghost boast. Right. An evil spirit's hammer and wrench. Ghoul's tools. Yes. Now some hinky pinkies. So two, two syllables. syllables. Mm-hmm. A hag's trousers. Which is britches. Yep. A limping ghost. 
something. I had to go to rhyme zone Spear, for this one. Spirit? Is spirit the word I'm looking mm -hmm. for here? Okay. I'm going to give you the go the ghost part. Okay. Goblin. A hobbling goblin. A hobbling goblin. goblin. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. a limping ghost. Yeah. I, is a goblin a ghost? Uh, I yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. I don't know what it, Well, I guess, I guess it is. What else could it be? A bloodsucker's evening light. And this is just two syllables? Mm, two each, yeah. Two, yeah. Mm -hmm. Vampires. Campfire. Yes. Ooh, man, like it took me one. forever to get that one. An embalmed bodies card games. Corpses. Card games. No, the, the embalmed bodies that get up and walk around. Oh, zombies? No. <laughs> okay. An embalmed? Undead? No. An embalmed body that walks around. Uh, very old, very ancient. Mummy. Mm -hmm. Mummy's rummy. Yes. Mummy's rummies? Yep. Okay. <laughs> A country person's jack-o'-lantern. Boris Karloff was the first to play the mummy. <laughs> what now? What did you say? Country person. A country person's jack-o'-lanterns. Bumpkins, pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> I love the word bumpkin. I do too. That's one of my favorite. Wonderful treats. Wow. Get the treats part first. Candy? Dandy candy. Dandy candy, yeah. And finally, hinkety-pinkety's. Three? Three syllables each. A bony framework's. Jiggly desserts. <laughs> okay, give me the first part again. A bony framework, possessive frameworks, jiggly desserts. So we're talking jello? Skeletons, gelatins? Yes, mm. right. A vampire's shoulder blades. Shoulder blades? Is that like, what rhymes with tra Dracula? I thought that was clavicle, but I think that's the, that's, that, that's the, sh uh, the collarbone, right. I think. Specula or? No. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, scapula. Scapula. Mm -hmm. Dracula's scapula. Dracula's scapula. Hmm. Okay, Kyle, have a fantastic <laughs> Halloween. I wouldn't make a skeleton joke, but I'm afraid you wouldn't find it humorous. I might boo, however. Our <laughs> Milton Grammarian is Catherine Sherlds. <laughs> Recognize that? That is Tubular Bells by Michael Oldfield. That also served as the theme to the 1970s horror film The Exorcist. This is Ozarks at Large. Halloween trick-or-treating, not a bad time to be a younger resident of northwest Arkansas, the Arkansas River Valley. And there are other things besides trick-or-treating coming up in the next few days for younger members of our community. The Pedal Kids Race Series next race is at the Natural State Rock and Republic in Springdale, it is on the 30th. That's Saturday. Now, this will be a Halloween-themed race, so you can come costumed up and ready to be spooky. Events include a parent's hot lap and raffle. For more information on becoming a sponsor, you can send an email to vanessa at buddypegs.com. That's buddy, B-U-D-D-Y, pegs, P-E-G-S, dot com. Also Saturday, Mona, the Museum of Native American History in Bentonville, is hosting Bentonville's Day of the Dead Festival. It's free admission. Events include a screening of Coco, the Pixar movie. Also, the play Dead Before the Day. That'll be delivered in both Spanish and English. There will be folkloric dancing, mariachi music, raffles, and prizes. If you'd like to know more, you can go to 
M-O-N-A-H, Mona.us. Woodwind and horn musicians in grades 6 through 12 are invited to a day of fun, inclusive learning about their instruments, at the U of A Community Music School's Community Woodwind and Horn Workshop. Guess what? Halloween edition. Students will hear and play music with expert faculty and their U of A studio musicians. Costumes are optional, but encouraged. The event is Saturday in the Stella Boyle Smith Concert Hall on the University of Arkansas campus. All materials, instruction, performances, and lunch included in the $30 registration fee. Scholarships are also available. Details and the registration link are found at cms.uark.edu. Registration closing incredibly soon. And Art Ventures is presenting its K-12 Gallery Initiative exhibit. It's in collaboration with the Don Tyson School of Innovation, which is open to the public through November 5th. It's the third youth initiative exhibit at Art Ventures. It's going to feature ceramic works made by the students. Theme of the exhibit, change and adaptability. This relating to the world facing climate change. The finished sculptural pieces will be displayed in the gallery. If you'd like to know more about this event, you can go to Art Ventures on Facebook. I'm Scott Tong. China has put out its 14th five-year plan. Turns out it's kind of a roadmap for the technologies they're trying to acquire, in some cases through corporate espionage. Within the next five years, they're going to go after these technologies, and you're a key player in this space. You need to be thinking about how you're going to defend against that. That's next time on Here and Now. Here and Now, coming up at 1 o'clock this afternoon on KUAF, and you can listen through our free updated KUAF app. Tomorrow on Ozarks at Large, we talk with Farid Nouri, the founder and director of MTB Afghanistan, a Northwest Arkansas-based nonprofit dedicated to promoting cycling in Afghanistan. And now, working on relocating women cyclists and their families from Afghanistan after the Taliban's rise to power. All our programs that we wanted to continue uh, is on hold right now, mainly because the people that... uh, was a part of our program are leaving the country and we're helping them evacuate. So we don't have any programs uh, in the near future. Uh, we It's a very uncertain environment. Um, the people that we helped feel threatened. So we are basically, there's no room for us to work in Afghanistan anymore. Um, I'm hoping that that will change going forward. Free Nori talking about helping women in Afghanistan from where he lives now in northwest Arkansas. That conversation and much more on tomorrow's Ozarks at Large at noon and 7 on KUAF. And you can listen to Ozarks at Large when you'd like, where you'd like, when you subscribe to our free podcast edition of The Daily Show. It's available through all major podcast distributors. KUAF is supported by Little Wing Productions, presenting the Marshall Tucker Band with opening act The Outlaws in concert this Friday, October 29th at the Auditorium in Eureka Springs. Marshall Tucker hits include Heard It in a Love Song, Can't You See, Fire on the Mountain, and more. Theauditorium.org for tickets and information. Support for KUAF comes from La Jolla Agency, presenting Beatles vs. Stones, a musical showdown, Wednesday, November 10th, at the majestic Fort Smith. Beatles and Rolling Stones National Touring Tribute Bands will perform sets, and the audience will pick their favorite from their performances. Advanced tickets are available at 
MajesticFortSmith.com. This is 91.3 KUAF, Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Bentonville, and Centerton. 91.3 KUAF is a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas, and Ozarks at Large is a production of KUAF. You can leave a message for KUAF and your entire community by using our Connect button on the updated free KUAF app for iPhone and iPad. Current topics include Ask a Journalist. You can ask your questions about how journalism works, and we'll give you the answer right here on Ozarks at Large. Plus, Giving Thanks will let you share what you're thankful for as we move into the holiday season, or you can just share your story with KUAF listeners. To do this, just download the KUAF app for iPhone at the App Store. It's absolutely free. Then click the Connect button at the bottom of the screen, set up your account, and then just leave your message. And yes, you can listen to that message before you hit send. You can also call our Connect line at 479-575-6575. That's Arkansas area code 479-575-6577. Connect with your community with the help of KUAF. Timothy Dennis produced today's edition of Ozarks at Large. Contributors included Daniel Carruth and our militant grammarian, Catherine Sherlds. Additional content today provided by the news staff at KUAR, Public Radio for Little Rock and Central Arkansas. Our theme is titled The First Hurrah. It is written and performed by Daryl Sean. You can find out more about Daryl online, wherever you find out more about musicians you like. You can also find Daryl often performing live at 4 o'clock weekdays. That's 4 o'clock our time on his Facebook and Instagram feeds. We will be back with you tomorrow at noon and 7 for a brand new edition of Ozarks at Large. If you ever miss an edition of Ozarks at Large, you can go to our website, ozarksatlarge.com. There are past full editions of the show, plus individual features, stories, and interviews. And you can always ask your smart speaker to please play Ozarks at Large to hear the most recent edition of our show. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for your continued attention and support of Ozarks at Large, Public Radio, and KUAF. We do appreciate it. We will be back with you tomorrow. Please take care of yourself. Get rest when you can. From the Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studio, I'm Kyle Kellums.